0: C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. And now, here's Cynthia.
1: Well, good afternoon, and thank you for joining me today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today, we are going to be talking a two-part series, and this one is called What Makes a Man Feel Loved. And so I know that on previous shows, we've done a lot about gender and gender differences and understanding gender. But today we're going to talk about, even if I understand gender, how it actually plays itself out and what really works in terms of making a man feel loved. So again, I also appreciate all your input when you visit me on Facebook or you email me. So you can always uh, visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com and it's spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T Dot com, And you can certainly visit Facebook at Cynthia Hyatt. And you can like my business page, which is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., I-N-C. So as we get started today, what, what would be some things, if you think about it, what, what would come to you that would cause a man to feel loved? And so many times society and joking, we break it down to, well, sex. Well, and absolutely, we're going to be talking about that one today as well. But there are many ways that a man feels loved. And so it is certainly more complicated than sex. So they may not be as complex as women, because we know that when we do gender lessons and the teachings that there is a big difference between white matter and gray matter. And women have white matter, more white matter in their brain. They use that, which is more neural pathways, which means they think faster and they think more. And so they are a little bit more complex in the way that they see the world and the way that they interact with the world. The hardwiring, though, of men is that although they are very complex human beings, because they are certainly made in the image of God, and we know that God is very complex, men use that, that gray matter more often in their brain. That's where they live, and that is more of a systemizing, systematizing brain or mechanistic. And so they are looking at the rules that govern a system, and so when they're interacting with women, they are always trying to figure out what the rules are. And so many times they think they got the rules down, and you have to understand this is unconscious for them. Their brain just does it for them naturally. And then the next day the rules have changed with women, because we certainly do seem to change the rules. Although in our head, we don't think we're changing the rules at all. So what we want to think about is that although men may be somewhat more simple, it doesn't mean that they are simpletons in any way, shape, or form. It does go very, very deep with them, and it is very, very personal and very powerful to them as to how they are loved. And when you start to tap into what really causes them to feel love, it generalizes to your entire relationship, and it makes all the work a lot more easier. It's kind of like if you find out your favorite food is pizza, and I keep feeding you a bologna salad, you know, then you still will get nourishment, but it's not going to be as productive, and it's not going to be as fun. So when we find out what really nourishes a man, it makes everything I do much more efficient and much more productive, and there's a much greater return. And we know that when men feel loved by women, they also treat us better. They are much more tender toward us, and they are much more attentive and more interested in making our lives work and impacting our lives more positively. So there's great reciprocity when we intentionally do things that make a man feel loved. So before I give you this list, I want you to just think off the top of your head. What would make a man feel loved? What have you understood? And so the first thing that we're going to talk about in terms of what makes a man feel loved, and I, I thought this was kind of fascinating, especially the way that our culture is going, that one of the ways you want to make a man feel loved is to feed him. That still truly, truly works. And it's fascinating to understand that when I am feeding a man, and uh, that, that he truly feels taken care of. And it's hard for men many times to feel taken care of. But this is one of the ways that they feel cared for. And if you look at, you know, movies or any of the, you know, especially at like Turner Classic movies or the some of the different um, Westerns, you see these men just sitting around, even for hours, just waiting to eat. And you see this maybe in your own family. We have family gatherings, and the men are waiting to eat, and they're starving. And we say, well, go get something to eat. No, no, I'll, I'll wait. Because that there's something about the hard-wearing of men that anticipates sitting down, having a good meal, and being cared for by the woman that they love. So one of the things we find when we are certainly wanting to make a man feel loved is that we may have to do some things that might not come naturally to us. Um, It may be something like, what if they like rock climbing or going to the ocean? And so your husband maybe knows that, you know, I don't really like water. So if you go, that's an act of love. He knows that you're doing this because you love him. And so it's important that while we think about sex, certainly is the biggest one, that this whole idea about activities and, and many, th- many of the things that women miss out on is how much men want a companion. So when they get married, they are really wanting a companion. Now, women, that's not necessarily the case as to why they get married because they have many companions. They, m- women are much more community-minded. Um, they are hardwired to, to be in community and create community for themselves. So women might get married because they want to be protected. They want to be provided for. They want to have children. They certainly are going to be married because they enjoy men. That's part of the heterosexual relationship as well. But women and men have many different reasons as to why they get married. So men have a more difficult time making male friends. And so they have a tendency to see their wife as their best friend. Even if the relationship is not perfect, not great, even if it's very strained, even if it's struggling, they still see their wife As their best friend. Because when you think about guys, one of the main reasons they were hanging out together a lot in high school and college when they're kind of hanging out in packs is they're either doing it to play sports or they're doing it to get girls. And so as men get married, we don't see them having this group of friends as often. Some men do, but they still consider their wife their best friend. And so when a man marries a woman, he gets into a long-term committed relationship with a woman. It really is because he wants a companion. And so one of the things that men don't want, though, is that for the companionship to be filled with a bunch of chattiness. And that's difficult for us as women, because when we're being companionable with someone, we're talking. That's our primary way of connecting and relating, is to be able to talk and express and to share. And we may talk about the same thing over and over again. With men, what I want you to think about is one of their greatest needs, one of the things that causes them to feel loved, is proximity. And so we have food, proximity, and sex. So we're going to talk about proximity for a minute. So they men are not wanting to chat and talk and process. You see, this is what women do when we get together. Because our companionship is processing, is downloading, getting insight, it's sharing. But a men's version of companionship is proximity. So this is one of the reasons they like us home. We don't have to do anything with them, but they like to know where we're at. And so... We might drop in every now and again, say hi to them, give them a hug. But one of the things that men enjoy is having a woman in the home. What, it, what women enjoy about companionship is talking. And so what you want to think about when you make it, want to make a man feel loved is that you're being a companion to him. And if you look at the ways that men hang out, they many times are not talking. In fact, they're usually doing things. So they are watching sports. They're working on building things they are um sitting around watching movies they're hunting they're fishing and so they're not necessarily talking so they don't like to come home to an empty home now you know it doesn't matter how egalitarian you, you try to become and in this culture we are we are very independent as women and men and we are also more egalitarian but it doesn't but besides all that even if our hardwiring in our culture is is to do this one of the things that we know about the hardwiring of men is they like women around, they like to have them home, they like to know where they are. Because this is one of the things that they do if you belong to them. If they love you, then they want to understand that. They want to understand what's happening with you, where you're going, how it's going, and they like to have you around. Because this is they, they, when they come home, they want you there. And so when you're home, they're home. They just like being there. So you, like I said, you might pass through every now and then, he likes that. You may chat a little bit. And so you may give him a hug or a kiss. So you just, they just kind of want you around. And when he wants to go do things, he wants someone with him, but he doesn't necessarily want to talk about it the whole time. So when we're hanging out with men again, we can talk some, but they really are okay many times just being together without a lot of talking. See, he wants a woman and he likes to be around a woman because men like the ease that comes with women. If we are truly being that being made in the image of God, one of the things that women do is we civilize men. And so we bring beauty into their world. We make their their life a softer, nicer, sweeter place. Because if you think about what a man's world is like and the way that they interact with one another, it is much different than the way we want men to interact with women. So this is part of their hardwiring. Now, many some some men, certainly, were are womanizers and we're not talking about narcissists and womanizers. We're talking about the average, general, good man. And so what women do is in their environment, we make their environment a better place. That's what God has intended for us to do. That he you know, he created us last on the earth, we were the last thing to appear after all the creation, and one of the things that we were created to do was to bring beauty. So that doesn't mean that we're having to look like a Victoria's Secret model. It means that our demeanor, that the, the way we talk, the way we act, is gracious. That, this, that we are merciful, that we are kind, that we are not harsh, we are not brazen, um, we are not confrontational unless there's a confrontation that needs to happen. And so one of the ways that a man feels loved is that we change his environment, that we are his companion, and that he has someone to be with, not necessarily always to talk. So one of the things that we find out about men is that they truly don't leave relationships. Many times in my practice, I I tell women consistently and men that 87% of divorces are initiated by women. Women are the ones that can't handle a bad relationship. We're the ones that say, I can't take it anymore. Men can handle a very, very bad relationship better than they handle being alone. And so what you want to think about is, even if he doesn't tell you this, he likes having you around. And one of the ways that he will enjoy you, and you will enjoy him, is if you understand entering into a man's world is not about being a woman in it other than being gracious. It's not about bringing chattiness, processing, downloading, talking about everything. It's about companionship and proximity. So this is one of the things that we find out about men is that they are not fickle as women are. And so you can trust that he's not evaluating every moment of every day how he feels about you or whether or not he likes you or how you look we find that women on an ongoing basis, we are doing this. So one of the things we want to think about with men and one of the ways they feel loved is you being a companion. This is Cynthia Hyatt with conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more. for joining me again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are talking about what makes a man feel loved. And in the last segment, the first one that we were discussing at length was this idea of proximity and companionship. Because see, men are hardwired to be with women. And we see in Genesis, it says that it is not good for men to be alone. He didn't necessarily say that about women, because he knew that women would not be alone. And so one of the things that God has done for men is he has given... He has given man a companion, a partner, a helper. And so when we are doing this with men, we are coming alongside. And so we're not wanting to try to relate to them the way that we do women. Because men obviously relate very differently. And as we spoke in the last segment, they are more about hanging out together, not necessarily talking. They're not necessarily wanting a whole bunch of chattiness. And so what you see is that statistically, physically, financially, socially, Men do better when they are with women, even if the relationship is bad. Men can tolerate a bad relationship much more than women can. And women are always astounded when I tell them that, same, that statistic I was referring to is that about 86-87% of divorces are initiated by women, not by men. I have the hardest time getting a man to divorce a woman. And, and I say this because I don't generally do this. But if I see someone in an abusive relationship, and I know that it's not turning, and the abusive partner is, not, is completely resistant to any change and will not take responsibility for anything that they are doing. We know that God does not want people actively abused. Well, men will tolerate this many times more than women. Women may be afraid to leave an abusive relationship, but they know they need to. Men, many times, they will just take it, and they will tolerate it. And so they may get a mistress. They may do that, which is really not helpful. But they, they generally do not divorce women. And when they do, they many times they marry the first woman that they date. And so whereas women, we can be kind of very fickle in nature, men are not. And one of the nicest things that you can understand about men is they are not evaluating every day how they feel about you. They're not looking at how you're dressed or how you act and saying, hmm, do I really love them today? Do I like them today? How do I feel about them? Whereas we know with women, on an ongoing basis, we are evaluating that. We're saying, wow, what's up with the hair or brown socks? Oh, I don't know if I'm attracted to him today. And so men and women are very different. Men are very stable in this manner. And so what we see is that women have this tendency to think this isn't working. And it has to be on an ongoing basis. And the more that it happens with women, the more they are apt to start to consider leaving the relationship. With men, it has to be something very, very big, very catastrophic. Many times men will stay with women even if the children are being mistreated. But if a woman begins to crash a man's business, ruin any success he may have, that's one of the big things for men in terms of considering leaving. Because in the gender um, sessions that we were talking about, one of the things that we know is that a man's greatest need is success. And so he is hardwired to move toward that which he feels successful about. If he doesn't feel successful in the relationship with you, he will then begin to move away from it. Whereas with women, if we're not feeling successful in a relationship, our tendency is to move toward it. And so this is a different, very different phenomenon for men. They really just don't do well without women. And so if I have a man who has maybe been kicked out of his home or his wife has left him, I get very concerned about him because they don't do well when they don't have a home to come home to and someone there. It's very difficult for them. And so many times they may live in their car, they may um, sleep at the office, but they have a very difficult time moving toward making a home for themselves if they are separated, if they are then divorcing. They have a very difficult time then not oftentimes marrying the first woman that they date. So they are hardwired very differently and they are hardwired for companionship doesn't mean that it's talking and connecting all the time. They just like women. And I say to women, you know, imagine the, the planet without women. What would it be like if all the men, if it was only men? Well, we know within nine months, the planet would be trashed and there'd be one man standing. So what we know is that women come alongside, women bring civil, civilization and civilize men in this way. So it doesn't always have to be connecting and sharing. It's just proximity. They like women and men are hardwired to like women. The atmosphere changes when a woman walks in. And so one of the things that we know, like we were saying, that women do is they bring beauty to the planet. So what we want to do is we want to act appropriate to our gender. And so we want to make sure that, we are, that as women, we are bringing beauty, which has a lot to do with the way that we act. So we see that, now certainly I'm talking about heterosexual relationships today. So one thing we find is that men really appreciate the quality about women is that they bring a whole different atmosphere wherever they're at. So if we go camping with them, we can't help it. We start making a little home. So we have a tendency to nurture and take care in that way. We just order their world in a different way. So they can then go out and conquer the world. So this is not a conscious thing. It's just they're compelled to couple in this way. So one of the biggest ways that a man feels loved is if you have proximity with them and if your companionability with him is non-conflictual and non-stressful, which is one of the reasons we say to women, We have to have good timing when we're talking about things that are uncomfortable and things that we don't like. So with women, we just talk about it. But you can't spring things like that on men. You're going to have to wait for a good time. You're going to have to be prepared. When I talk to women about gender differences, we have to be careful about our emotionality because that can really derail them from actually hearing what we're saying. Because men get overwhelmed with words because they're not verbal when it comes to emotional processing. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not verbal out in the work world. And we see them do incredible amounts of verbalizing on professional situations. But when it comes to emotional dialogue, they get pretty easily overwhelmed. So one of the things I say to women is, you know, 20 minutes. Give the guy a break after that. He's going to be a little topped out after 20 minutes. So we take a break and we can come back and talk longer. But women, we can just keep talking. And we can keep talking longer hours sometimes. So it's a whole different process when we are companionable with a man. What we really are doing is we are giving him a great sense of proximity that as he, that he's got a woman he likes, a woman that he admires, even if he's not always happy with her. So even if you're not always getting along, he'd still rather you be there. So I may not like football. My husband loves football. So one of the things I might do to create proximity is to sit and watch the game with him and then make a bunch of food. So what happens is this whole idea is we're going to, go into this next segment in a moment. We're going to be talking about this idea of food. And I have to tell you that that is a struggle because I am not a cook. And so my poor husband. But I really try to overcompensate all over the place. But my nature is not to cook. And I know it's true, but I know that this is very helpful when I do this for him. So I do make his coffee for him. And I know that he loves that. And so anything I can do, because for men, it's such a nurturing thing for us when we are taking care of them. And they don't necessarily receive nurturing well or know how to ask for it. So one of the things that we can do, if we're not cooks, I certainly can pick up food. I certainly can set a table. I certainly can put it out there and, and we can sit and have, and have dinner or lunch together. And so as we talk about this idea about feeding men, taking care of them, cooking for them, these types of things that cause them to feel loved. Because one of the things that we're wanting men to do for us is to make our lives easier as well. They do things for us that are difficult for us. So one of the things we do for them is we do these nurturing behaviors, cooking for them, maybe cleaning. And I know these sound very archaic, but the reason I'm telling you is I just know that it works. Over 23 years of doing this for a living, I have come to the conclusion that these things really do work. And so I don't do them in a subservient in a one down position. I do this in a deferring manner, in a way that shows him that I love him, that I care for him. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about what makes a man feel loved. Thanks for joining me again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are talking about what makes a man feel loved. And I ended that last segment by saying, you know, I know these things sound very, very archaic and and very simple. But that is one of the things about men that once you kind of find the rules that govern his system and you do them, they work. They work very, very well. And they smooth things over very much. And they are better able to handle Some of our emotionality, some of our intensity, some of the different hardwiring that we have when I am doing these rules that govern his system. And so the first one we talked about was proximity. And that one of the things that makes a man feel loved is that we are proximate, that we are around, and that we are companionable. And you have to understand when you're being companionable with a man, this doesn't mean a bunch of chattiness. It means being with him. It doesn't necessarily mean talking. It means connecting with him physically. Because when you see men hang out with other men, they're not having three-hour conversations in depth and talking over each other and doing all these things. They are usually side-by-side looking at something else and commenting every now and again. And so this is one of the ways that we can be companionable with men and that they feel loved because one of the things they want with a woman is a best friend. And so we were talking about this idea that men truly consider their wives their best friends, even if they're not getting along, even if the relationship is struggling, even if it is struggling a lot, they still consider their wife, their best friend because men don't go out and create community for themselves. So I was saying, tug and cheek, you know, when God said, it's not good for men to be alone. It's true. He didn't say this about women because he knew women wouldn't be alone. And so we offer men this companionship and we need to learn to be companionable in a way that makes sense to them. And then the second thing we started talking about is, is cooking, beating them. And I am honest with you, I am not a good cook. And my goodness, my poor mother, she was a home economist. She, one of her degrees is in home ec. And so I grew up learning how to do all this cooking and, you know, baking and cleaning and laundry and ironing. And so I was learning all the home economics. And I do a lot of those other things well. Cooking, I do not do well. It is tough for me to time a meal So what I do for my husband, though, is I still bring him things. I bring him coffee. I I bring him things I know he likes to eat. I can pick up food. Um, I can certainly set the table and also serve in that manner. And so, again, I I hope you can forgive how archaic these things sound. I just want you to know that they work, and they work very well. So as we are seeing this, it's important that we understand that one of these ways that I nurture them is to be around them, be affectionate, to feed them. These kinds of things are extremely nurturing to men and give them this wonderful sense of well-being where everything is okay in their world. And of course, we're talking about men today, so we're going to talk about women in the future and how to make what makes a woman feel loved. So if I give him some affection and I give him some food, he's very, very happy. It doesn't mean I have to be proximate all the time. It means I can go be doing my life, but I might check in with him every now and then because it's important that I let him know that I have presence and that I'm there and that I am offering to bring into his world a softer, nicer, gentler place. So it's kind of like I'm going to care about the things he cares about. So he then will care about me as well. So it could be things like um Football, could be hiking, could be... I I learned this uh, when I was growing up as a little girl. My father was a a great... um, He's a phenomenal electrical engineer, so he can fix anything. And he used to work on the cars. And one of the things that I would do is I would go out and I would watch him work on the cars, and I would just sit there and I would hand him tools. And I certainly didn't help him in any way, try to figure out what was going on, because you have to remember with men, they like us around, but they don't necessarily want us to help. Because when we look at the way that men do teams... They all have their position, and they play their positions well. And so if you're watching a baseball game and the pitcher's having a bad game, all the other players just play their position harder. They don't go and take over for the pitcher. So the shortstop doesn't step in for the pitcher. With women, we are constantly changing positions. As we see someone needing some help, we step in. We offer uh, advice. We offer different solutions. With men, they like us there, but it's their deal. And so we may help them in ways that that help them not in terms of processing information with them and doing it as a team effort so it's important to understand how to be around a man and then certainly to get creative when it comes to food and what works and so many times going out to dinner that's also nice but the main thing is that it's the gesture of nurture that's that's the gesture that we're talking about it isn't that you have to be a great cook It isn't that you have to do seven course meals. You don't have to do three meals a day unless you enjoy cooking that much. It's the idea of nurturing. So I'm being companionable and then I'm being nurturing as well. And however that nurture occurs. And so affection certainly is one of them. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment, affection and sex. And so join me again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Joining me again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are talking about what makes a man feel loved. And so we talked about proximity, companionship, food, and the last one we're going to be talking about is sex. So if I can recap this a little bit, what we're finding out is when we are companionable with a man, that actually the relationship gets better without having to talk about everything. See, one of the hardest things for men is that we want to talk about everything. We want to narrate what's happening, you know, and this is stressful for them. When you see men hanging out with men, that's one of the reasons they do sports, because they are all facing straight ahead. They're not looking at one another. They are side by side, facing straight ahead, and they might talk to each other, but they don't even necessarily look at each other while they're talking to each other. They do this for hunting. They sit for hours and talk about nothing in silence. They fish. They don't talk. And so there's a whole different way when you enter into man's world. And a lot of what's happened in our culture is that we have stopped teaching women about men's world. Whereas 60, maybe 80 years ago, older women would tell women, that's what men are like. And we got away from saying that because it became politically incorrect to put people in a box. Well, now we've kind of come full circle and we're realizing that men and women are different breeds. So it's ridiculous for us not to respect that and understand that they are very different, that their world is different and the way they experience the world is very different. So the way to enter into a man's world is to understand their world and what it's like. And the interaction is going to be much more successful. And I will also get my needs met much more easily and much more willingly. So you've got proximity, you've got food. And one of the most fascinating things is that it really doesn't matter how independent women become and how equal the playing field is. There is still something about feeding a man that just does something for him. So if you think about it, they will just sit and wait, and they'll wait for the food to be made. They're, they're starving, and they will wait. And so it's fascinating, this whole act of being fed. But we also see this biblically, that this is one of the things that God does, is he's, he sets a table for us to come and to, and to join and to interact and be companionable and have community. So food is a big deal, and eating together is a big deal. So we, I, as I was saying earlier, really, we can pick up food. I know what my husband's favorite food is. And so I can say, hey, I'm coming home. Do you want me to run by and get something? So even though I'm not good at cooking and I'm hoping that I will get better, I'll let you know next year how that goes. But the concept of their internal world is understanding that, that there's a tendency for them to feel quite lonely. But they're not going to necessarily verbalize that. So one of the things I do to help men with this is I'm companionable one of the things I do to nurture him is by feeding him because this is the most nurturing thing you can do for someone. So proximities and activities, just being there. So one of the things that is also important is this idea of proximity. Is that when we understand gender and that a man has a, a turf, he has what belongs to him, what is important to him, and he wants to protect it. One of the ways that I encourage my husband to continue to taking care, uh, taking care of me, protecting me, caring for me is I let him know where I am and I let him know where I'm going because th- when he starts to not want to know these things or it doesn't matter that's gonna that's when there's really a problem so it's different for for women because we take many things for granted we, we we know how to verbalize our needs and our emotions it comes naturally to us, and so many times we think that they are either not trying or that they' are withholding from us they know they know they have feelings, but they're not always sure what the feeling is. So I can't tell you how many times I have men in my office and I give them a feeling list because many times they don't even know the feelings. So I say, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go down the list every day. I want you to look at that list and I want you to begin to identify your feelings because for men, the feelings that are weaker, like sadness and hurt, that is, that is unsafe for them to feel that vulnerable often. So they usually are either happy or angry. And so having a feeling of contentment is one of the ways we can produce that feeling in them by giving them companionship and nurturing them. So what happens is we have this last issue of sex. And so I want you to think about this idea. Because many times women have this tendency to think, oh my gosh, he just wants it all the time. If I even hug him, it's always going to go there. And so what I want you to understand is that for men, sex is extremely personal and I learned this in my practice over the last 20 years, that this is a very personal thing to them, and they can get their feelings very hurt very easily in this area. And so this very, very issue of sex is when they feel the most loved. And because men are different than women, they are hardwired to express themselves sexually when they love somebody. This is why men have sex other than just for procreation. So as women, as, and women, we, we do as well, but we're the only mammals that have sex for pleasure. And so men's biggest deal when they want to be close to a woman is to have sex with her because this is the most vulnerable position that he's willing to put himself in. Because of all the things we know about his physiology, when he is having sex, that is a very vulnerable position for him physically. This is why we don't have men having sex at war. We don't want athletes to be having sex before they play because there's a completely different physiological response that happens in their body. This is one of the reasons that they fall asleep many times afterwards very quickly. Their whole body goes through this major download. So now, of course, I'm talking in general about men, and they're wanting to be married or wanting to be in a long-term relationship. So I say to women many times in marriage, I say to them, you have to understand one of the reasons that men get married is to have a regular sex partner, and that is true. So it is very unfair for women, if I'm doing any premarital counseling, I say to them, you need to understand the importance of this in the relationship. You can't get married and then never have sex again. This is a very cruel thing that many times women can do to men. Now, it doesn't mean that men aren't responsible for also creating a conducive environment for that to happen and a safe environment for that to happen. But we see that for, for men, this whole idea of how personal this becomes is because it also has to do with performance and success. So they want to be very successful in this area. And it is difficult when they are not. So what happens when men are are wanting to do this, wanting to be close to you, they certainly can be extremely affectionate, but we need to be realistic that as they are affectionate, naturally their body is going to take them to that next step. It doesn't mean that men don't have to manage it. Men are managing their sexuality every day. I have a lot of compassion on men. Uh, They can't even barely go to the mall without seeing 14-year-olds with a belly ring and shorts that are so short that they they look like panties, and we're expecting them to just walk through the mall and not be um, distracted. And so for women, we want to be very sensitive to the fact that this is one of the ways that they feel very, very loved. If we hang around them, we're companionable, we feed them, we have sex with them, their world works. So when they are feeling successful with us physically, when they are feeling successful with us emotionally, and when they are feeling nurtured and cared for, they can go out and take on the world. And it is really, truly that simple. When I'm doing those things well, the man that I am married to is going to feel very loved and very, very confident. The more he feels that, the better he's going to be taking care of me. So it's important when I'm talking to women about this whole idea, and I say to them, you know, even if you don't have a man that is very verbal, I want you to look at what he does, because what he does is what he means. So when he is doing many behaviors to show you how much he cares, he's taking care of things around the house, he's working really, really hard to provide a a living, he is running errands, he is doing things like, I know my husband is very... One of the gestures that he does, that tells me how much he very much loves me is he takes care of our pets and um, he cleans the cat box. I kid you not. This is a good man. And so these are behaviors that show me that he cares for me and that he loves me. So he, even if he's not as verbal as maybe I would like him to be, this is because he's a man. And so I say to women, you're attracted to men. You've looked for a man. You married a man. You got a man. This is what men are like. And I say the same to men. I say, you know what, you're attracted to women, you wanted a woman, you found a woman, you married a woman, you got a woman. This is what women are like. And so I need to not be angry with men when their natural hardwiring and physiology is leading them to be sexual. This is not because they're just a dog or a pig. It's because this is the way that they are hardwired. And so it doesn't mean that men don't manage that. But it does mean that I accept this and I realize this is a man. Why would I think that all of a sudden, because I got married, he turned into a woman? It doesn't work that way. And so it's understanding that if he's being affectionate with me and I'm giving him regular affection, that helps him manage his sexuality better. Where women oftentimes think, oh my goodness, if I even give him a little kiss, it's going to go there. And I say to them, well, if you haven't been having sex for quite some time, it's not going to take a lot to get it going. And so... Men can manage their own sexuality. You can be affectionate with them and they can learn to manage that as well so that you can add that element certainly into your marriage, into your relationship. And it doesn't mean that every time you start touching, it has to become sexual. And so for women, we need to be realistic also about sex because we have this tendency to not want to be derailed completely. And so we're going through our day, we're heading toward the evening and we're just thinking, oh, I just want to go to sleep. And you think your husband wants to have sex. And so women say, Oh my gosh, I don't have time for this. Then I say to women, how long does it take realistically? I mean, we're not doing seven hours, right? How long does it take you to do the laundry? 20 minutes. So we have to get the right mindset as women, as we are entering into a man's world and understanding how tender, how sensitive, how personal this is, how much they are willing to be rejected on an ongoing basis And we need to respect that and understand how that feels if I'm constantly shooting them down. Because one of the ways that I love my husband, one of the ways that we love men, is that we are there for them. And I I say to women, and I know this is hard for them to understand, but I say to them, you have to understand, a woman's body is the most comforting thing on the planet to a man. And so it isn't just about an orgasm. It is about the whole entire package. It's the way that they feel close to you. It's the way that they are wanting to love you. And so it's imperative that we receive this. Now, again, I I am speaking in generalities. Trust me, I have a private practice that I do uh, a great majority of uh, relationship counseling. So I know that there are men that are not like this. But I'm talking in general, the average good man, that if we are loving them in a way that causes them to truly feel loved, we bring these things out in them. They love us better. They have more energy to love us better. And they want to love us better because they feel successful with us. And so one of the most nurturing things I can do for a man is to have sex with him. Now, that doesn't mean, and I promise you, the average good man does not want to be serviced. So I need to position myself to get, to get into that world and to certainly give myself that mindset and choose to enjoy that because I don't know any woman that, in general, that after they have had sex has, was, was sorry they did it. But women have a different mindset as to how they, get, how they get there. So we have to be very open to allowing that to happen. We're not thinking about it as often as men. We don't have the same libido. And I tell men this all the time. Imagine if, every, if women had the same libido as, as men. Nobody would get any work done. You know, people would be pulling over on the side of the road. They'd be doing in closets in the office. So it's important that God created this good balance. But women, we need to be careful that we are not also hijacking that or holding hostage the sexual part of our relationship and that it's always on our terms. So we have these three that we talked about today. We have proximity, which is being companionable, which is hanging out with him and not necessarily trying to connect the way I would with women. And that's through a lot of talking. He just wants my presence. He likes me to sit there just to be next to him. The second way is I do these nurturing behaviors and one of them is feeding. And so when we feed people, We're nurturing them. And think about how often we do this when people are in bereavement, when someone is in the hospital, somebody has an accident. One of the ways we take care of people is we bring food. So we want to think about with men, one of the ways we care for them is to feed them. And the last one is to understand how very important, how very personal sex is to men. And that when we are doing this appropriately and we are having good dialogue, and I want to encourage you, That if you're not having this in your relationship that you certainly see a therapist, get with a pastor, a life coach, a relationship coach that can help facilitate some of these things. I know these things sound kind of archaic, but I want to promise you that these things work. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me next time for part two of What Makes a Man Feel Loved, and I hope you have a great week.
0: You can hear a replay anytime at KPXQ1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on 1360 KPXQ.